Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Scott Schilling Speaks. I'm your host, Scott Schilling. Going to be a great show here today because we got a multi-time best-selling author, financial planning expert, expert, a book publisher. I mean, so many different roles. Maggie Mongan, thanks for joining me here. Okay, I want to correct that. Financial planner is not in my background, but I get why you could think that. That's okay, though. But I, I'm glad to be here. No, that's okay. That's cool. I just don't want people to reach out to me for that because that's not my expertise. Well, okay. My apologies. Sorry. So we have this amazing book, uh, Brilliant Breakthroughs, Volume 5. In fact, an entire series. What's it all about? Oh, my gosh. Um, great question. Thank you. It's really simple. I'm a master business coach. And back at the beginning of the century, doesn't that sound like a long time ago? I was um, an executive coach as well as I was coaching for small businesses. And when 2008 bottomed out, I shifted all my focus over to small business exclusively because they were the ones that could make things happen. And that still is the case today, right? Absolutely. So what happened was I started noticing there were these huge gaps in the marketplace. Small business was not being served. They were an underserved marketplace. And it was really sad to me because I had seen for years how there were really good people that had this passion to serve and create a solution. And yet they didn't know how to build a business. The other, the other part of that, Scott, that's one half of the equation. The other half of the equation was there. I knew a lot of experts, but they were so busy focusing on serving and honing in their expertise that they weren't marketing. So we had these two people who, two groups that were looking for each other and they weren't connecting. And I'm like, I think I have an idea. Yet it took me years to figure out what was the best way to connect them. And when 2008 happened, it became really obvious. I could not wait any longer. So I started exploring and just like we're told, do the research. Do the research, ask the questions, find out what your marketplace wants. And I did. And I didn't think it was going to be a book. I didn't want it to be a book, actually. This is the funny thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's the way it always works. And lo and behold, everything came back and said, book, book, book. Why? Because they sit on a shelf and they have a shelf life that is essentially endless. So I'm like, okay, fine. It's a book. Now what? <laughs> well, it seems now like it's five books. It's not a book anymore. It's a book series with uh, an accumulation of some amazing experts that are sharing their tips, techniques, strategies, the things that can serve small business. And I agree with you. Small business is the lifeblood of our country, certainly. Quite frankly, I think the lifeblood of every country. So tremendously important market sector. Um, So as you gathered this group of experts, were there specific areas of expertise that you were looking for or just those that could serve the the greater good? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. And the answer is, I need to add one more sentence before I go there. 
The intention was one book. It was not a series. The series came after the high demand from the first book. So what I did, um, for about 10 years, I was an executive recruiter. So I knew how to vet people. And what I did was I started talking to people, started working my network, asking for referrals, just like recruiters do, to find the best experts out there serving small business because corporate is different. And um, it requires a different type of expertise than what I knew was needed. Sure. I kept working for that. And what I did was, I had developed a proprietary framework for my business that I call the four performance pillars for small business success. And actually, the secret is that's the subtitle of our book series. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your business. So I'm like, why not use that for the framework for the book? And I very specifically looked for experts that would be able to fulfill fresh perspectives in each one of those four performance pillars. And the other thing that was essential, Scott, and you know this, and I think everybody's starting to realize this, especially after COVID, is they had to be able to collaborate. I talked to plenty of experts that were, you know, like me, myself, and I, and, and they never knew why I was talking to them. You know, they didn't know that I was considering inviting them to the book series. Yeah, I think it's interesting. One of the, uh, I was on a call actually earlier today with an organization that I'm consulting to, and, and we're talking about that there are, there are specific groups that are working so hard on what they're working on. And while they would love to collaborate, there's nobody being the go-between to start the collaboration. And that's really what this organization is about. So I, I totally get that, that fact that people don't always look, they, they're so focused in on their own business that they, um, they miss the opportunity to grow that business and others and serve more people by collaborating. So great, uh, I mean, a great concept behind the entire book in the book series so specifically, you talk about the success starting with intentional self-leadership. What's that all about? Oh, well, uh, volume five, right? And I just told you I have four performance pillars. So in volume one through four, I wrote a chapter in each performance pillar. Like, you know, if I could leave one message on that performance pillar, what would it be? So I did that. So when we got to volume five, which this is our final volume, um, I could write about anything. And I'm like, oh, what do I want to write about? And it became so clear to me that it was for the, the business leader themselves. And it, it's about leadership because we all have leadership, leadership, leadership going outward, but we don't have it coming inward. So my whole focus of this chapter was that if we intentionally start with self leadership we become better leaders period and, right. and that's where the success is and all the research lo and behold this this self-leadership thing is a real thing they teach it in colleges there's textbooks i did not know this i've been talking about it for a long time so self-leadership to me is 
is like if we can really dial in on who we are and understand our our um, our vision and our mission and continue to focus on showing up in an excellent fashion every day as often as we can, we all win. We all win. Yeah, absolutely. The, the I think the um, as we had shared in some of the other uh, shows with some of the other authors that the small business owner gets so involved in so many things. I think that a little bit is that the fire drill going on, right? It's, it's, where's the squeaky wheel? Where's the, this, where's the, that they're running back and forth and they don't take the time sometimes to run those same principles of leadership that they're working to downstream, provided they have the employees to downstream too. Um, but they, but they don't run those same things on them. And because they're smaller, they're not getting it from the outside, you know, so they, they really need to run that self-leadership uh, process and, and uh, pick up their own business. So what are the, some of the, the tips or the concepts that you share there in specific to small business owners? Ooh, okay. Um, thank you, because that's a great question. One of them is, is um, becoming a possibilitarian, which that is me. And when we look at possibilities, that opens us up to be more creative mm-hmm. and experimenting. And the neat thing is when we take on self-leadership as our professional development, we we have fun because we're, we're the subject of the experiment and we're the observer. And you get to play with this like, oh, well, that's what happened. Now I have variables. How do we switch those variables out? So, so being a possibilitarian, looking at creativity, you know, how do I do things differently? And playing with the variables to get the results that are going to better align us is, is really like the first four or five steps to self-leadership discovery and doing yeah. that word journey. It makes, makes a tremendous amount of sense. I think that there's a, you know, the, the whole idea, even for a small business owner to slow down and look to add knowledge or support or process. So many don't have that morning process or whatever becomes so important. So how do you help them align their actions and their, their activities so that in fact they can become more profitable or just plain grow their business? Well, you nailed it. It's slow down to accelerate. That's, that's one of the quotes that I'm known for. And when we do that, we have the opportunity to look at possibilities and focus on, you know, this is an ancient teaching, right thoughts, and then aligning right actions to get us to our destination. And that's how we lead ourselves properly. Um, there, there's plenty of ways that that can be done. And, and, and the easiest way is embracing simplicity. We are okay. masters at complexifying anything, aren't we? <laughs> Even that word, I've never heard complexifying. So I think you just made that more complex. Well, complexification is the proper word. So simplicity is one of my core values. 
Okay. You know, what are we trying to move away from if we're moving towards simplicity? And I learned the word complexification. I'm like, oh, that's great. And that's what we do. We do that all day long in our personal and professional lives. And interesting that you mentioned the personal lives in the small business. Doesn't that carry over probably more than in the corporate world? I believe it does. Some people may say, no, it just carries over, period. In corporate, it can get buried. It's more evident in a small business because the small business owner is the driver. And that's why that fourth performance pillar, finding peace in your business, is so important. And, you know, one of the performance pillars is just about the owner or the leader or the leadership team. Because if we're not playing this game, we can have a very profitable business. But if we don't have peace, there's no sense in it. Yeah, it makes, I mean, that makes sense. The statement makes sense. Because, you know, I don't think anybody goes in to business and says, I just want to destroy my life and and make this a, a big mad dash to frustration. So, you know, and again, I think the other side of it is that that small business is so important to our economy and to our world. Again, this was from another conversation this morning that it's really small business that supports really the opportunity for big business to be big, meaning the small business works their chops off and the big business too many, too many times takes advantage of it. Well, well, that is true. And I do believe that we've seen the shift in the last 15 years where now small business can lead big business and that that's a new way of showing up. And, the, you know, the research comes back and says, yes, 86% of businesses in America are small businesses. And globally, I did some research after the pandemic, I believe the number is total of 90 some percent is small business. And that makes sense to me. And and that's why I dedicated the book. You have to have a talk with your husband, you know, because everybody dedicates to their spouses or their loved ones. And when I was doing this, I said, honey, this book isn't dedicated to you. And he just looked at me and, and he, and he said, I don't care, <laughs> which was very interesting. He's an easygoing guy. So that would be classic, but I dedicated the, the book, each book, matter of fact, to small business owners, because I truly believe they are the accelerant of our economy. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that there's any doubt about that fact. And, and, I think the the thing that pops into my mind is we're living in the gig economy or the side hustle economy or combination of both. And the, the things that never used to be considered a business are now actually a business. Isn't it? You you now become a 1099 in your side hustle. Yeah. Right. And, and so there's even more folks that would classify as a small business, you know, 
so I think it's it's got to be far more important today. It has to be. I agree with you. By default, it does, right? Right. And when you talk about small businesses, I struggled with that a lot. Are we entrepreneurs? Are we small businesses? What what are we? What's a small business? What's a medium business, right? And in order to find the appropriate title for the book, I had to do the research. And I'm like, okay, everything is perception, but there is one organization in our country that has a definition. And that's the Small Business Administration. And they say small business, this, this is a crazy definition, doesn't have anything to do with money. It has to do with how many employees you have. And a small business is one employee to 499 employees. Really? <laughs> I'm looking at your face like, now we all know what happens when companies get around 100 employees, they function like a corporation. They're, they're, they're not a small business, right? But technically, by definition, they are. That, that actually surprises me. I, I would have expected more than 100, but I wouldn't have expected 499. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty significant you know, I would think that that would put it into the over, certainly over $50 million range and maybe even higher than that. And not, not everything is, is based on dollars either. I'm just, it's like, oh, that seems like a, a strange number. I happen to live in a, a suburb of Dallas that the Chamber of Commerce boasts. Well, first of all, we boast five Fortune 10 companies. Okay. located in our suburb here in our um, city. But the Chamber of Commerce says there's 8,203 businesses in our city, 5,687 are five or less. Ah, now here's another definition to help with what you just said, because that's what you think is small business, right? Right. That's well, that's where I go with it. So, yeah. So, the other definition that Small Business Administration said is um, there is a term called micro businesses. Okay. And that's one to nine employees. So, that's what we often perceive small business to be. And that definition, I've seen it in other places. Um, they'll say one is 16. So I'm like, okay, one to 10 or 15 people. And, and that's pretty commonly understood as a small business. Right. And, you know, we're splitting hairs, but it is important to understand terms as we say them. <laughs> well, well, definitely. And, and if I recall the one to nine, gosh, is 70% of the makeup or something like that nationwide. It's, it's uh, phenomenally large. It's it's crazy large if you really think about it. And so that's why, again, that's why the 499 shocks me definitionally. Cool. <laughs> it is. It's one of those like, doesn't seem that small. Because I'm, again, I've quoted this number about our chamber here in, you know, it's one of the five five-star chambers in the in the United States. And it's one of the points that they bring across is, and that's why I think 
I mean, I think just these numbers are, are one of the reasons why this book in this book series are so important. If let's just pick a number and rest with it. If 70% of these businesses are nine or less, boy, where do you have your board of advisors? You know, where, where does this team now surround you? Uh, you probably don't have access to it, but you do in these books. Yes, as, as others have come to claim over time. And, and when I started hearing that, it was like, oh, wow, this is the impact, right? And, and thank you, because you gifted us a forward in this final episode, and you were talking about that. It's, a, you know, it's like your own board of directors. Yeah, very much so. I mean, the the again, just the we're doing shows with with the authors, and you know, have talked to the CPA, have talked to the the technologist, you know, and and we will continue to talk to the rest of the the authors along the way. But they all have very specific um, uh, expertise and attributes that the small business owner needs, just as the corporations need. But the corporations have plenty of PL available to, to employ those folks. And if you got nine people, uh, you're probably spending most of your money on the people and your benefits. Correct. And, and so there's not a whole lot for, to, to shove around elsewhere. No, there isn't. And, and that was one of my intentions with the book was to have it become a resource. And then all of a sudden, because it was such a great success when we released volume one, it was like, oh, we should do two. And then two became three. And now here we're at five. So it's, you know, it's quite fascinating. There is a great demand. And, you know, we're um, right away, even before the first book release, we also created a mobile app. That's a free app for everybody to, to engage with us, to have access to the book, the authors, and all of our podcasts. We do a weekly podcast. Yeah, share a little bit more about the app because I think, again, it's the, let's say the one to nine that is doing so many different, is wearing so many different hats in the business that they need a mobile access. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> You're right. And I will share with you, um, one of our authors knew a woman and she happened to be here in Wisconsin and she was leaving her corporate position. She was resigning so what she was doing was listening to all of our podcasts and that, at that point I think we we're around 150 and while she was doing her work every day she had one butt in and she was <laughs> listening to us and she she said she knew a great deal more about how to do business because she had no idea she was corporate and she said and and I felt like I had new friends that I could just reach out to and ask a question, which on our app, we have a feature called ask an expert and it's all our authors. You just pick whomever the topic is, you know, that expert and you, you can type in your question, they'll respond back to you. So it was really, really cool. And she's like, I don't know if I could have done this so confidently and made the transition. And now she's, wow, she just is blowing it out of the water. So it, it's exciting to see that. Um, but the app really is designed to be in your hand right when you need it and to be there as a guide 
as um, an inspiration. We have, gosh, we have over 200 podcast episodes on there. Nice. And I, and in the very beginning ones, I talk a lot about the four performance pillars to help everybody understand how that plays out. It's not theory, it's application of that and, and how we bring all that to life and, and we make it very practical and tactical. And we even have what you would call a social media wall, you know, like a feed where people can post, make comments and all sorts of stuff. So it's very interactive. And to your point about business being so important, small business being so important, um, the app is free. Awesome. Free sounds like me. I can handle that. <laughs> free sounds no, that, like me. I can handle that's, uh, no, that's fabulous to, to supply that kind of resource to the marketplace that, that truly needs that. Um, who needs the expertise that is delivered by the app? I mean, congratulations. That's, I applaud you for that. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, May I share the app? So since we've been May. how do how do people get a hold of it? Okay, so you know this is so planned. Um, <laughs> hey, can I share? So it's go to your app store. Doesn't matter what your device is, and just type in Brilliant Biz Book, Brilliant B I Z Book, and um, you'll see. It says brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. It's black and gold and just click on that and start getting all nutty. Awesome. So uh, hard to believe that we've run through our time already, but how do people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of the book? How do they get a hold of the series? Do all three. Okay. (laughs) Well, I just told you one way. (laughs) So you can go to the app because all of us are there. Everything about the book. I'm there. You can find me. You can reach out to me for anything. Um, so that's one way. Brilliant Biz Book mobile app. The um, other way, and we'll even have um, release day is November 10th for the fifth volume. And it's our final volume. Um, so on the app, on the, on the morning of the 10th, there will be a link. Go buy the book now. That's all you have to do is just go click. <laughs> it's pretty easy and we have a special because we do want to get it in the hands of all the small business owners and entrepreneurs it's going to be 99 cents for the digital copy that day wow what a great offer i mean who can't who who can't and wouldn't want to fix their business for less than a buck (laughs) all right plus each one of our authors at the end of their chapter also has uh, an invitation for you to go engage and go down the rabbit hole a little further with their particular topic. And, you know, that's exciting because we're here to serve and we get it. That's our mission. And then the other way is if you want to reach out to me, I'm at brilliant breakthroughs, plural, because I want you to have more than one uh, <laughs> brilliantbreakthroughs.com. That's where awesome. I. Perfect. Well, Maggie, I want to thank you for being here and thank you for everything you've done to put this whole book project together and uh, certainly uh, cap it off with, with great volume number five. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. And everybody, thank you for joining us here for Scott Schilling Speaks. We'll see you again tomorrow, exact same time. God bless. Yes.